0: Aztec Nation. How is everyone doing? This is the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Trone. Recording here the Tuesday after Labor Day. Super early in the morning. Still dark out where I'm at. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, If it was long, that's, that's great. If it wasn't, if you still worked... Hopefully you got some extra something for it. I don't know, but regardless, whatever it was, I hope it was good. Uh, if you took vacation, I hope it was fun and all that stuff. Let's let's get into today's topic. Actually, before we do that, all the obligatory stuff. You know, you can find me on Twitter at Aztec Breakdown. Uh, check out the website AztecBreakdown.com to find all the other all the other stuff articles with with video analysis and links to the pod and other places you can find it and all that all that good stuff. Let's get into today's topic. What I wanted to talk about because I I don't think I've seen anybody really get into it all that much is the the conference schedule. It was released last week And aside from, I think, like on John and Jim, Mark Ziegler talked about it for like a minute. Uh, Wasn't a big deal. But I wanted to to get into the conference schedule and kind of go over what it looks like and what, what I look for when I'm judging the conference schedule. Before we get into the basketball, I wanted to detour briefly and talk about some of the feedback about the stadium, and I did post this on Twitter uh, last night for me, so, so earlier in the week for probably most of you, and just go over it really quickly. It seems like, I mean, understandably, there's been a good amount of complaining on social media about how hot it was on Saturday, and specifically the lack of shade in the stadium and especially like designed shady areas right so you can go and stand under one of the staircases or the concourses or something and be in a shady spot but there's nowhere to sit there right so everybody's sound I mean I wasn't there but everybody's sounds like everybody was huddled up in these in these spots that aren't really designed for people to be huddled up in and absolutely that that can get annoying, and and even more so, there was that one video that was on TikTok of a guy explaining like how poorly designed the stadium was, and how you know who would have thought that this firm that had never built something in Southern California wouldn't know how to build something in Southern California, and the whole narrative is just silly. It's what it is. It's it's silly. I I went back and I only went back five years. I'd like to go back more if I get the time later today or tomorrow or something, go back maybe even 10 years, but I went back through five years of games and I counted how many home games there were and how many of them started before 4 PM Pacific time. And I chose 4 PM because at 4 PM, even even at this point in september it's going to be it's going to be dark by the end of the game if the game starts at four that game is ending at seven if it's a really fast game right and probably closer to seven thirty or eight and by that time even in september it's the sun is down right it's not going down like it is over the horizon and on top of that if the the sun is over the horizon at eight, it has been shady in the stadium for at least an hour or two. So that means by at least halftime, you're not worried about being in the sun. It might still be hot. There might still be other factors, but you're not worried about being in the sun. So that's why 4 PM was used as the criteria. There were in those five seasons, 31 home games, of those games, three of them kicked off before four p m which is less than ten percent. So when people tell you whether you hear it on the radio or whether you see somebody say it on Twitter when they say like ninety percent of the games are are night games or at least at least like late afternoon games that 's that 's statistically backed up that 's not just a number they 're pulling pulling out that is. That is a true number and on top of that of the three games that kicked off before 4 p.m pacific time the 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 home games at least only one of them was played in september and that was in late september to be honest and so a day like on saturday probably (laughs) isn't going to happen again honestly I, I would be surprised if it happens again, like in the next decade. So there is, there's that. I don't think the shade thing is all that big of a deal. Um, obviously like there were people, like it wasn't a fun situation for the people that were there at the game. And that is understandable. Right. And I'm not judging anyone for saying it wasn't fun to go there on Saturday, but I think, I don't know, complaining about a design feature that isn't actually necessary seems, seems silly to me. And if somebody wants to say they need more seating in certain areas that maybe has shade that I think that's, that's a reasonable thing. You could, you could definitely say like they need to have something, some sort of like picnic table with umbrella type stuff you know picnic tables with umbrellas in eating areas and stuff that would make sense you know i I think you don't normally see things like that in stadiums because people or not the people but the the owners and the designers want you to be in your seats so if you're going to go get a concession you're going to take it back to your seat and eat it you know maybe they could do something like that to make it more of a fan experience but ultimately lack of shade won't be an issue from from here on out right it's it's the only time it was an issue was when the game kicks off at like noon or one if it kicks off at four or later like it usually will or even if it's just later in the year right if it kicks off at noon but it is in november it'll will will be hotter in the stadium than it will outside the stadium sure it's a stadium right it's a big concrete and and metal and stuff and the way the heat reflects it all just it all just collects right in the stadium. So sure if it's you know it'll be hotter in the stadium but in November if it's 60 or 70 degrees and it's hotter in the stadium it's only 80 degrees everybody's gonna be fine. So it's the the lack of shade isn't actually really an issue and that's that's my take on that. With that, let's get to basketball and the conference season. Here's what I look for when I'm looking at the conference schedule for the first time. I'm looking for who is the first game against, who is the last game against, who are the teams that the Aztecs will only play once since they have that unbalanced schedule. They'll play somebody only at home and somebody only on the road and everybody else both at home and on the road. Um... when and who against are the back-to-back road game trips? Right. So when, when the Aztecs play two road games in a row, who are they against, and, and when is it? And when are the quote-unquote bye weeks? Right. When are the times that they skip a game? So let's dive right into all of that. When the conference schedule is first released the first thing I usually check for is who are the teams that the Aztecs will only play once. And I think what generally what you're hoping for when you check for these teams is the team that you only play at home. You want to be Wyoming because Wyoming on the road is probably the hardest place the Aztecs play if you look at the record I think I want to say that at least over the past decade or 15 years or something like that it's the only arena that the Aztecs have either a losing record or like a 500 record and I I think I want to say that it's it's a tough enough place to play that when you play there you can consider it like you can just chalk it up as a loss in the preseason like if you're expected to lose any game it will be the game at wyoming so that's a place you want to avoid so you're hoping to get wyoming as the team that you only play at home if if not that then i mean you could probably make a list of other teams you'd you'd prefer to only play at home it's probably going to be other teams that are at elevation. Maybe somebody like Air Force. Somebody like Air Force would be nice to play only once because playing them hurts your strength of schedule, honestly. And they're a tricky enough team to play with their system. And they are also at elevation, so there's there's stuff like that, right? Let's just avoid the opportunity for a bad loss in and of itself by missing them on the road. But ultimately if it's not Wyoming, it's probably not going to matter all that much. There will just be little residual effects. This year, the team the Aztecs are playing only at home is San Jose State, which is a bit of a bummer because, I mean, I guess it's it's nice that you only play them once in the sense of strength of schedule, but it's it's not going to matter all that much <laughs> in those in those regards, and they're not a team that's at elevation. Like, like I just said, if you want to skip anybody, you want to skip one of the elevation teams and San Jose state isn't that. So you're missing out on what is essentially a C level game. And that means you're getting all of the the elevation games. And while the Aztecs tend to, to do fine, it's still just, it's just one of those factors that has to be accounted for that can make things harder. So in that regard that was a little bit of a bummer the game that they are playing only on the road is at fresno state which is fine right i i don't know if if me particularly i look for anything that's in terms of a team that we're only playing on the road i i think it for the most part it doesn't really matter and so it's not a big deal either way but that being said on on a more personal note, I kind of like playing Fresno State, watching the Aztecs play Fresno State, I think that it's, it's, I mean, it's not exactly a rivalry, but they do have the old oil can in football, right, there's the connection of, like, Justin Hudson and tim shelton was there but i think he may have moved on but there's that connection of of old coaches coaching at fresno state now and it's it's kind of nice to see them again and how they're doing up close and so i like seeing fresno state twice a year this year it'll only be once and it'll only be in fresno but either way it's probably not that big of a deal the next thing i'm looking for is who's the first game they play and who's the last game they play in regards to the first game I'm looking for hopefully an easier opponent because the team they're coming off of winter break and they may not have had a super long winter break but even if it's just a couple days it just kind of throws off your routine a little bit so let's let's give them an easier game let's give them a little tune-up game just like you would at the beginning of of the season as a whole Give them give them a little gimme to, to the best extent that you extent that you can in conference and and hope for the best and hope that it helps them get their timing back and things of that nature and the Aztecs they, they kind of got that it's it's a little tricky because their first game is is on December 28th and so it's it's shortly after Christmas right they won't have a whole lot of time to to rebuild up any, Groover routines they have but it is against Air Force and so you know I was just saying a minute ago Air Force can be a tricky team they can be right their talent level isn't all that great in any given year they don't have the best players they do run a system that for the most part you're not going to see a whole lot of outside of plain air force at most you'll see a concept or two here or there that that like sprouted from that system but you won't see the entire the entire thing run the way air force does and so in that regard plain air force is kind of like playing a triple option team in football right like it's it's just hard to prepare for because that's what they do and no one else really does it there there are there are other teams in college basketball that do it but no one that the Aztecs are going to play really does it usually so that makes them a tricky team coming out of winter break like how much time have they spent practicing for that team how much time uh, have they been able to dedicate not just getting back into their routine of things but scouting out specifically? what air force does that'll be tricky ultimately though the talent disparity is too great and the aztecs should be able to come out with a win kind of as a side note a couple of days later the aztecs have their road opener and it's at unlv which is pretty nice at least i think just because the aztecs tend to do so well over at the thomas and mac center right over at viejas east so having that be the second game back, I think, is is pretty nice. It's a good way to get back into the groove of how road games might work. It's at sea uh, level, so it's not at elevation. So not the worst game to start off your road season with. And overall, I think that'll be fine. The last game of the season is is always a fun experience for me personally, because you can pretty much always guess who the last game of the year will be against at, at least, at least I think so. Right. Uh, some people might say, well, yeah, cause it's always against Nevada kind of, but that's not why That's not actually, actually why you can guess, uh, the, the, the pattern isn't that they always play Nevada. The pattern is, is that they are always scheduled against basically the other top team in the conference. Right? Most every year, the Aztecs are like, either predicted to be either first or second in the conference, maybe, maybe third at the worst. And so to me, what, what I feel like they do, I know the conference says like, the schedules are just randomly computer generated and things of this nature but I don't think that's actually the case you cannot convince me of that what it is is the the Mountain West wants their some of their final games at least this one final game to hopefully still matter to somebody right they want an exciting game that has ramifications and so the Aztecs are often placed against whoever the other best team is in the conference. Now for a while, yeah, that was, that was Nevada because Nevada was a good team. And there was also the connection of like coach Musselman is from San Diego. So they can talk that up a little bit as well and things of that nature. But it's not always Nevada. A couple of years ago, it was Boise state when, when Boise state was picked i think either first or second in the conference a couple years ago right and that was during the COVID season when they had back-to-back games against the same opponent and so like guaranteed the conference is thinking like let's get two games san diego state and boise state against each other because those games will mean a lot probably and they ended up not meaning as much as i think the conference had hoped and i think Due to a makeup, there was an extra game that was thrown in there after Boise State as well. But that wasn't the original plan, right? The original plan was San Diego State against Boise State, hopefully twice in a row for the conference title. And then last year was a little bit different because Nevada wasn't all that good. But they were supposed to be, at least in my eye, they were supposed to be a lot better than they were. I had them as the third best team in the conference you could have definitely argued that they should have been second in the preseason at least and then it kind of fell apart and they didn't get any of that but that's you know what it looks like to me at least in the preseason and so that is why to me like Nevada was scheduled late right it it maybe wasn't the second best team but it was the third best team and so you have, you have my dog is trying to chase a leaf. I'm sorry. That, that to me is, is, is more the pattern than just like playing Nevada at the end of every year. And so with that, if you just think, you know, without, if you haven't even looked at the schedule yet, if you just think who's the, supposed to be the second best team in the conference, that's who they're going to play. And it, it, once again, it holds up this year. It's Wyoming. Wyoming is the last game on the schedule. Once again, trying to get a final game that matters, Right. And it'll especially matter if Wyoming beats San Diego State on the road, which, as I said earlier, is what you should probably expect them to do. Even even when Wyoming isn't a great team, you still kind of expect that. And this year, Wyoming is looking pretty good. So Wyoming is the final game on the schedule. The last couple things are bye weeks and road trips and sometimes they they go hand in hand and in one of these cases they they do go hand in hand so the first bye week comes pretty early in the season it's probably a pretty good time for it in all reality because it's it's closer to like the halfway point of the season even though it's not the halfway point of the conference season if that makes sense but it comes in between the road game against UNLV that i mentioned earlier and then the next road game is against Wyoming. And so that's probably a pretty good time for a bye week considering how important that road game against Wyoming might be considering the skill that Wyoming has, considering the the elevation factor, right? That will that will give the Aztecs time to prepare both on the court, as well as, you know, whether they're going to be drinking beet juice, how they want to schedule their charter planes to get in and out of Wyoming, all of that stuff. That's the first buy. The second buy comes after, oddly enough, the the Fresno State game, and then the game after that is at home against Colorado State, which is, once again, it's, it's a decent spot for it. It's probably... Closer to two-thirds or three-fourths of the way through the season as a whole. Which is a good place to have it, in, in my opinion, at least. And it's also good because Colorado State is, just generally speaking, they can be a very hard team to prepare for. Uh, the stuff they do, it's not in the way of, like, Air Force. Like, the stuff they do, you might see elsewhere. But they just run a pretty complex system with a lot of different play calls and a lot of different counters to those play calls and it's very much a situation of like you just have to choose some of them right <laughs> to stop and prepare for cuz you can't quite do all of them having a bye week will help the team prepare for more of those things so that's good it is before the second time they play colorado state they play them earlier so That is a bit of a bummer. I feel like you would prefer it to be before the first one because it's easier to review things than it is to go over them for the first time. But ultimately, I think that's still a good time to have it. The other road trips are uh, the one, so there's the UNLV and then Wyoming with the bi in the middle. The other ones are you play at Colorado State at elevation on what's currently scheduled as a Tuesday. And that might that might change. It might get moved to a Monday or a Wednesday, depending on TV availability and windows and stuff. The way these are scheduled, all the games right now are just scheduled for either Tuesday or Saturday. And then TV can go in and change the day and the time a little bit. They can they can modify it within a certain range. So, Colorado State is scheduled on a Tuesday and then Air Force is scheduled on a Saturday on the road once again at elevation. And that will be the second Air Force game and the first Colorado State game. And so and so the Aztecs will have a little bit of a conundrum, I guess you can say and and I think we all know how they'll how they'll handle it and they have this conundrum again on the last road trip and this is the easier of the two, I think. But we hear, we hear Coach Dutcher and his staff talk every year about the effects of elevation. And that's why they have their players drink beet juice because they read some research that said beet juice helps kind of mitigate those effects. And we hear them talk about how in terms of like experiencing those effects, the third day in elevation is the worst day. And so when they go on road trips, they try to get in there basically like as late as possible, play the game and then get out as quickly as possible. So having a game on a Tuesday and then another one on a Saturday, that could be a lot of travel in a short amount of time because you're going to fly out on like Monday night, probably maybe Tuesday morning, but probably like a Monday night, play the game on Tuesday and fly back either late on Tuesday or early on Wednesday. And then you have Thursday, right, to, to practice and stuff. And then once again, you're flying out. Friday night and playing a game on Saturday and so it's just a short kind of a short turnaround, a lot of travel in a short amount of time the other road trip that they have, of the three road trips uh, the first game is against New Mexico and the second game is against Boise State and I think they're the second and third to last games of the season and in this road trip the conundrum is even worse because You have the same issue of of back to back road games, right? It wasn't really an issue in the first one because you have the bye week and because Vegas is so easy to get to and it's not at elevation. This one, once again, two games at elevation, not fun places to play, and it's an even shorter turnaround because this one is the opposite. You got New Mexico on the road on a Saturday and then Boise State on the road on a Tuesday. And so once again, right, you fly out there, you play New Mexico, they'll probably, they they, they don't charter to every game. They just choose a couple select things to charter and maybe they'll even like only charter for half of a trip. So it wouldn't surprise me in this instance if they maybe take just like regular public transportation out to New Mexico and then charter back home just so that they can control the schedule a little bit better. But you fly out, on, you know, you, you, you play the game at New Mexico on Saturday, probably fly back Saturday night. You have Sunday. And then on Monday, you're flying out to Boise to play them on Tuesday. Right. So it's just an even shorter turnaround there. An argument could be made that maybe they should just fly straight to Boise from New Mexico. But I think I, I would be very surprised if that, if that happened, honestly, just given the statements and the previous tendencies of the coaching staff I don't think that'll happen I think it'll be they'll they'll come home and they'll they'll figure out a way to do it it'll just be a lot of travel and so you know that's something that's important to keep in mind when you're trying to look at the schedule and trying to anticipate things and trying to mitigate any negative effects that travel will cause negative effects although the coaching staff at the very least believes that those the the effects of the travel will be less than the effects of staying at elevation for an extended period. And I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just going to take their word for it. (laughs) They're pretty good. They seem to know what they're doing. How does all this affect the season as a whole though? I think honestly, before the schedule was released, my prediction for like the conference record would have been 16 and two. And looking at the schedule now, I think that's, that's still the prediction, right? I think the thing that might've changed it is if they weren't playing Wyoming on the road, maybe I would have upped that prediction to like 17 and one, which I don't think is out of the question. When you look at last year, they finished, they finished what? 13 and four in a conference that was better than it should be this year. With a team that's worse than the one they should have this year. And they still finished 13-4. And probably would have been 14-4. They had the one game against New Mexico canceled. And so that, while it's not a guaranteed win, probably would have been a win. And so probably 14-4. So with a better team and worse opposition, adding on a few more wins, I don't think is out of the question. But they do play Wyoming on the road. And so like I said, that's pretty much... It's it's not a guaranteed loss, obviously. They won on the road last year against a good Wyoming team, but I do think it is an expected loss. And so with that, your expectation is that the team goes 17-1 and in and of itself, and then there's probably going to be at least one more game that they just don't play up to their standards. We saw that a lot this past season. We saw games where the Aztecs just didn't quite look like themselves for one reason or another, or maybe games that were close either closer than they should have been or just just the way things played out maybe they were always supposed to be close but the Aztecs just didn't come out on top right I think there were like three or four games last season that the Aztecs lost by one point and that would be that would be kind of sort of including the tournament game against Creighton because that one went to overtime right and so there's going to be Normally, you can expect at least one loss to a team that they probably shouldn't have lost, uh, but it, it, it happens, right? It's, it's the way the sports world works, and so I think 16-2 and two is, a, is a fair prediction, and it's what I would have predicted before the schedule anyway, so ultimately, I don't think the conference schedule, at least this year, will have all that many like consequences, I guess, if that makes sense. Aztec Nation, I believe that does it for this one. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope the background noise and distractions weren't too much. All the feedback I've gotten so far has said keep keep the content coming, and and we'll just kind of you know deal with any anything else that comes through. And I'm like great because this is this is fun for me to do, and and hopefully it's it's fun for y'all as well. With that. That was the Aztec Breakdown podcast, and I will catch you next time.